from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, and Bill George has been expelled from the room. We have taken his hard pass, his uh, his broadcasting uh, pass. He is President no Gunn has shut room. him down. He's <laughs> been shut down. Secret Service is escorted. Oh, wait. They let him back in. Crap. Hi, Bill well, George. Well, once you see if Aaron turns his mic on. Hi, Bill George. What are you grabbing yeah. my mic? <laughs> he's grabbing Jonathan's. He's grabbing the mic. Jonathan's just sitting there on the phone. He's not doing anything. Yeah, he, I am. He's, he's texting important stuff. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit. I know it, it kind of all stems around uh, the politics and all the other stuff that's been going on lately, but it, it would be amazing. Glenn brought up an interesting thing if – if it would have passed, if we put a constitutional amendment on the rights of the citizens of Florida to hunt and fish, uh, you know, the, or the people, I guess we'd have to put visitors in there somewhere. And uh, I said, if you want to guarantee passage of that, then what you do is you, as as Jonathan pointed out, you attach it to a uh, an amendment a proposition of. Uh, Can you water your grass? We'll we'll do away with red tide. And uh, fund research for more red tide uh, removal and uh, get rid of red tide. And then next thing you know, uh, we'd even have people voting from Vermont and Canada and Ohio. They, they'd actually be voting <laughs> to, to make that pass. Absentee ballot, of course. Absentee ballots. You know, they would uh, they would pass for sure. We wouldn't find them for a week or two, but they they would show up. This amendment is to get rid of red tide. Also, yeah. secure hunting rights. Well, that's what, awesome. One of the methods of getting an amendment done is the grassroots and going out there and getting enough signatures. That is true. To get it onto. I can't remember yeah. what the number is. Is it like forty? I thought forty thousand. I think was the number that popped into my head, but I know I could be wrong. Yeah, it's probably a little, maybe a little less. It could be a little more. You know, but, the, the but only- I can tell you from from my standpoint, getting people to do the actual work to get something like that done is is difficult. If I look at the number of people who show up to the commission meetings, and um, you know, well, you know what, you we're got all real big talkers, but we don't do a lot of action. Well, you know why? Because we all have jobs, yeah, and, yeah. and we have so to work. They. We have kids. Our no, they don't. Habits. How, what do you say? Oh, so do they? Oh, wait. Oh, let me get let me get this straight. So out they're of more our own passionate pocket, than you are. So if we wanted to go and storm the uh, the uh, capital of the state of Florida, Tallahassee, until we so you're going to say me, you, that. me, you, Jonathan and Glenn are going to reach into our pockets and pay for the 12 buses to put everybody on there. Who pays for that? You think those are hardworking people that have to go change transmissions for a living? Do you think that's somebody out there digging a ditch for a day? Or do you think it's some guy that's offshore trying to catch fish and put them on the table? No. So you make the call to George Soros and tell him we need four point seven million dollars so that we could get this initiative ballot on there on the ballot and we'll uh, we'll get it to see if he'll jump on our bandwagon. You just put that in a hidden clause somewhere that yeah, way we can just clause. have the money. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it some special name like the Defenders of the Lives of All Wildlife or something like that, and then we'll get millions. It kind of goes with the see. I was you know they they labeled it as a blood sport of fishing mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, all we're out to do is really just to maim, kill, and to destroy everything. But, you know, I sat in my stand. I watched four the or three nice bucks walking with. on by and just let them go. 
Yeah, but I two, didn't take everything I see. But two does I'm a conservative. Died. Two does died. I'm conservative. Yeah, well, I was I was helping no, the that automobile was population industry. management. Yeah, oh, I was helping man. the crops. And I was helping the automobile. I'll play. I'll play that game with you all. Do you want a word word play? Let's. I was word helping play. all the crops for all the vegetarians out there, so that That's all the right. vegetables didn't get eat up. You were saving the lives of many, many vegans. Yeah, by by protecting their food source. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's. But anyway, on a, on a on a another note, this past week I did get to see a, a picture of a nice catch of slabs of some speckled perch that was caught north of here. I won't say where. I was uh, kind of told not to say anything <laughs> on pains of death. Yeah. Since when has that stopped you? Uh, because I was told if I wanted to go, I couldn't say anything. Exactly. Ah, there you go. There's the <laughs> kicker. Well, I know that uh, I know. Like out of G five, everybody's gearing up for crappie season. They got a bunch of baits in and rods and stuff and everything getting ready because uh, everybody's waiting for next week. Hopefully, when that cold front comes down and actually gives us a whole week worth of cooler temperatures. It may get things fired off uh, pretty quick. And uh, although everybody keeps saying, when we talked to Randy Pack, they said they're already catching the crud out yeah, of them. Right? They're, 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 they've been catching them. And uh, this past week, a, a couple of guys came out to my place and was giving it a try. And they only caught five. But keep in mind, two years ago, the lake all but dried up uh, 50% of it from the drought that we had. So it's going to take about five years, really, for that to come back. Got about three more to go. And uh, of course, the fish that I seen yesterday on the pictures, it was just incredible. Um, that they were able to catch, and then to talk about how many they threw back, Ugh, and bloodthirsty fishermen keeping everything they catch. Uh, but they threw back as many as they kept, so uh, that's good to see. But uh, it is that time of the year, and of course, over there at uh, Lake Maddie, uh, one of those nice little gems of a fishing hole as well. Uh, out there with uh, Freddie at the fish camp, there's uh, they're catching some really nice fish, and right now, um, I think the jigs uh, are catching more than the live date. Um, that's what at least what the pitchers told. They didn't lie. Oh man, fishermen well, were don't they lie. Fishing did they? with live bait, or were they fishing with jigs? They were uh, using jigs. Well, how would they catch more with live bait if they weren't using it? Uh, the other guys that was fishing with bait and was out there, they they caught like two to one. Okay, so that's how they measured it. Mm. So I, I'm going with what the guys that already had a stringer full said. This is what we need to use. Glenn's going to go get what they said. And then if I get to go with him, go get in there. he'll just ride on the boat. You don't want that one? Throw it in my bucket. <laughs> you don't want that one? Throw it in my bucket. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that one looks like a non-keeper. I'll keep it for you. There yeah, you go. Let me, uh, yeah. That's the way to do it. But yes, they were the fish in the pictures, you know, they looked like they were at least pound and a half, pound and a quarter. That's an eater. That's yeah, a keeper. Yeah, that was a really nice, uh, nice fish. That's a good They're for about They're getting old to, and tough at that size. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you just... <laughs> take, out the non, take out the non-breeders. They're non-breeders. We, we need, a, we need an upper size limit. A little flay them out. And <laughs> we need to protect those A little zatarain and some hush puppies and grits to go with it. Yeah. Fry take off. It'll it. work. You know what? Speaking of that, when's the wild game dinner at the Countryside Baptist Church? That's coming up in February, so okay. it's not too far away. All right. I'm just... Fish, well, hush puppies, When grits. you start talking about crappie and you bring up zatarains and battering, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sorry. one of the things that I, that's why I'm going to go because I need to catch some fish and get a, I got several hundred pieces right now, but I need about, you, you know, notice, last year it was about 1500 pieces we fried up. You notice Braden's like Homer Simpson with donuts. Sorry. I, oh, fish. I do well, have a long line. That so. cro- I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean, that crappie, I, I, I will, I will admit that probably 12 of those pieces were on me. Because <laughs> yeah. not counting the ones that my kids went back for multiple times, but at the, I love it by the end of the day when it's starting to wrap up 
and Glenn's still got the oil going, and he's still cooking the last of it, and everybody's full and everybody's leaving, and he keeps dumping it in that basket, that's when you go do some picking because there ain't no competition. It's all right there. Take it home. I can't wait. What am I going to do with it? You don't, have home, to, you don't have to tell them. They just help themselves, I'm which is good. You, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's going to be good. February what day? Do you remember? I think it's the last Saturday of the month of February. I can't, you think after, well, we always leave there in a food fog, so you don't remember yeah, what day it was. not sure. I know it was a Saturday, man. That's all I remember. It's a Saturday. It was delicious. You kids drive home. But Dad, I'm only eight. I don't care. You'll make it. <laughs> you know the way. You can read some yeah. titles. All right, we got to take a break. We are the bigger wild outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Don't forget, you can give us a call at 888 888-404-1010. We'll put your name in the hat and we'll get you registered for them wicked lights that we're going to be giving away at the end of the month. It's that easy. We'll be back. No secrets around here. And welcome back. Big and wild outdoors. Yes, Brett. That's Braden in the background. Sorry. Look at him. Look at him. Don't forget, 888-404-1010. Already had several calls this morning. Get registered for this light. That simple. It's too simple. Sometimes being, uh, sometimes people say that's too easy to be true. It's too easy. Too good. Too but easy. it is. 888-404-1010. Register for that wicked light we'll be giving away. Of course, we did try again this morning to the previous winter. And uh, their time span is a little bit behind ours, so we'll give them another opportunity by the end of the show. And then maybe next week, mm. if no luck, we'll draw another name. Hey, you're going out next weekend for uh, Antlerless? Is that what you're going to go yes. for? Where is that? Uh, C zone. You're in C? Yes, that's correct. Which, C what? Which, which DMU is that? I mean, are there? Because when you go to look at the Antlerless, it's uh, Zone C. Mm-hmm. Uh, second page what are we looking at archery september 15th through october 14th september 15th october 14th crossbow muzzleloader october 20th through the 21st and then uh general gun is november 16th through the 19th so you're going up there with a rifle correct yes which rifle are you taking up there you're gonna make that girl shoot uh, she got that, uh, you know, we got that 260, and that's what she's uh, going to be using. Where in the world do you find ammunition for a 260? I'm not going to tell you because they still have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really At the fun? store. You know what's really sad is like the, the 7 millimeter 08, uh, that ammunition is getting to be like 260. For the really? most part, it's getting it's getting tough, man. Well, you're there at the gun store uh, there at G5. You ought to be able to pull in order us some of that 260 yeah i think well there's certain brands of it that go a lot quicker than others i think we have one box left and uh i know that uh looking around even to our uh, distributors a gentleman came in looking for the hornady and uh and they also wanted the winchester looking at the winchester ammo and dude it just none of the distributors have it as soon as it hits the shelves it's gone well they so only make so much a, of it a year and then when it's right. ordered out that's it you and, and you know what the, when they make the ammo it's usually put, uh, they make it during the spring. So it's usually out by April. So everything, if you don't get it by the start of hunting season, if you don't pick it up in the springtime, then you're pooched. But people never think of that stuff. It's like, it's kind of like muzzle loader when people are walking, you got muzzle loader supplies? Please tell me you got muzzle loader supplies. You got any muzzle loader supplies? I'm leaving tomorrow. Do you know anybody? Yes, and exactly. Yeah, and, we're, I mean, and hunters aren't notorious for waiting until day of or day before to like, Come oh, in and, we had know. another situation this year. Muzzle loader. People say, well, 
I'm just going to go out and sit with the crossbow during muzzleloader season. Can't do it. Can Can't you do it. No, not anymore. Not allowed. Mm-mm. You'd think it's a more considered a more primitive, but muzzleloader is muzzleloader only. That's true. And I, I was just going to say on the ammo front, they usually do the same thing that Glenn does. If a guy who's desperate for the uh, Winchester bonded hollow point or something like that, he looks in there and goes, there's five on the shelf. Bagoom. All five of them. They there were the five store. on the shelf. There were five, and so well, by the time they go back to their distributors and call them, they go, "Dude, that's all we got for how, this." How year. many it's done. boxes? When you generally buy ammunition, how many boxes do you generally buy at one time? It depends on what rifle it is for. If it's an available ammo that's readily available, like two seventy or thirty out six or three oh eight, you can go just about anywhere in America and find that. But if it's or Some, you do like I do. Generally, you start getting it reloaded. Yeah. If well, I if I get a short mag or something, you you need to buy at least two before you walk out the door. Maybe for, even three. For me, I've always bought like for my three hundred. I generally am buying two boxes. Two, I'm a two box guy. Two box, and and the yeah. reason being is if something happens to my gun and I need to do some work with trying to sight it in, you know, all of a sudden you drop it, knock a scope, something, you have to sight it in. It gives you some some shots to work with in that. But at the same time, as I like to have the same lot of ammunition for a little while. And then once I get, start getting low on that, then I know I, I may have to shoot four or five rounds out of the next box just to make sure. You shoot that 300 wind mag that much to sight it in? It all depends on how tight you're trying to get it and at what yardage. What grain are you shooting out of that thing? Would 180. You say? Oh, that's just white. It's what? <laughs> nothing. I don't need what? I didn't say need. I did not even say the word need. <laughs> we worked on it. Just, if you run just, out, hey, it. Hey, that's and just if you get so low, I've worse. got about, oh, I don't know, four or five, six boxes. You, you have, you, have, you ever, have you ever tried like the uh, like the Hornady Precision, uh, like 150 grain or something, where I, you get a flat shooting trajectory and at the distances you're shooting? At, at the distances I'm shooting, it's pretty dang flat. At 180 grain. What you hit or what? <laughs> but I will say one of the most devastating rounds that I ever shot out of that gun was the Sierra Game King uh, hollow points. Right. And I used to tell people if I loaned my gun, you put it on a quarter of the animal, you're going to lose that quarter. But she's not going anywhere. <laughs> it used to have a behind on it, but that whole back half is you, pretty you, much you gone. You better hit, yeah. it in the, hit it in the top of the neck or hit it in the ribs because anything else, you're losing meat. How much 260 ammo do you have stored away for, for because of the scarcity of it that sometimes? I will honestly say that we're probably down to um, just right at or under a box. Okay. What? Uh, but how I, do you let it get that low? Because at this point, she is a working young lady, and I told her that she needs to go and purchase her own. So she knows, and this week she will go get it. So okay. in other words, I need to tell her that uh, I need to give her my number of a guy that does all my reloading and get her some two sixty shells. Well, I, I do save all the brass, so uh, if, that, if that happens, and uh, yeah, we're good. Two sixty. See the you know it's the i know a guy kind of thing that always scares me when you do that no uh, i will recommend this i would rec- say this guy's name live on air right now and i would recommend him 110 percent because his ammo is what i shoot okay i'm just saying it's you like know, the sometime. gentleman that you bought your casual from 
Yeah, but that guy, man, that hits, it, it, he, he lives and breathes reloading. Yeah, so that's that's the, the guy I'm talking about. And uh, that's all it, that's that all I've ever guy? used. No, it's probably his. not that guy, but I'm saying this no, guy's the same way. Oh. He's not in it no longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that the, I, I actually have uh, 50 rounds of 300 uh, grain that he loaded, and I don't want to shoot it because it's like the last one yeah. I can get. It's like got to save that for the werewolves. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's, that's my zombie apocalypse yeah. ammo. There uh, you got to save them silver bullets. That 300 went that 300 mag out of that casula. It's a boom. Yeah, that's one of them things that when you go with it, you want to have it, and then uh, but it only requires one round. Yeah, <laughs> because well, your ears can't handle it. The anymore. other thing is, is uh, sometimes when they reformulate uh, rounds. If you find the one that you love, and then you, there's no way of knowing if they're going to make it again the next year, or they change the name of it. Say like Hornady, you know, does they don't do the light mag anymore, but they do precision, and you have to go in and you have to do some homework and go to their website, look at the specs, see where it matches up, what it used to be, and all that kind of stuff, so that it, it it's at least close to what you're used to shooting. But, That's why when I found that Hornady light mag. And Steve, being in the industry back in the mm-hmm. day, uh, you know, he was like, you know, they're not going to be making that anymore. I went, well, then I'm getting like ten boxes, and you know, and now it's all green and blue around the rim. No, it's in the it's <laughs> in the nice climate controlled, uh, you know, safe. It's all good. I got five boxes left. So the lead's corroded and looking a little yeah. <laughs> little iffy. No, because that stuff it knocks some stuff in the dirt. I mean, it's a great round, but they don't make it anymore. Oh. And, uh, it's know, like I, the guy that I would be the two, two, three rounds that I have. The guy start, I started out at a 62, 65 grain bullet and now I'm shooting a 60 grain, 68 grain bullet because of just what you said. Yeah. Oh, uh, they changed it up. So what are you going to be shooting out of that two sixty? What, what grain are you going with? Where are she going with? You going a light shot or low? That, that was uh, 127, I think. And then, uh, I can't remember if it, if it was the 127 or I wanted to get a little heavier, but I think that was about it. We're only going to be shooting what thirty, forty yards, maybe tops. Yeah, well, then you're all good. Yeah, it'll be, what? put her in a, a, a confined area. It'll be a zipper. You don't have to knock it down with a two hundred ninety grain bullet somewhere like somebody else would use out of a three hundred something or other. Yeah, and just pick up can. the pieces because you can. Why don't you just go with a three fifty seven H, a three seventy five H and H, and just get it over or four hundred nitro? Let's just get it over. You give it to me, I'll shoot it. You know what? I'm going to make some phone calls, and I want you to go hunt this year with a 600 Nitro. That's what I want you to use. Nice elephant gun. Get out there. You Can know, you so. get that in a pistol? Jeez. Uh, Are you tired of riding <laughs> I don't with know, your... But I do have a question for you guys when You're we get t- back. Tired of using your right arm, are you? When we get back from this break, I got a question for both of you no, guys. No All three questions. of you, actually. A question that was posed to me this past week. No more questions. You're we are right. big and wild. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Before we get into it, let me go ahead and remind you. Uh, Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill, Aaron, we're all here today. And you can uh, register for the Wicked Lights that we're giving away at the end of the month. And when you say, what in the world is a Wicked Light? It is probably one of the, if not the best, handheld or headgear uh, light that you can use out in the woods or on the water or anywhere else like that. you got three different colors to choose from, white, green, and red. And uh, it throws it out there pretty darn bright. And uh, the one we're giving away this month is the uh, gun mountable uh, light that we're going to have. You can mount it on your rifle, whatever it is, shotgun, bang stick, spear gun. I don't care, whatever you want to put it on. And uh, also it can be used as a handheld. So it's a very nice 
piece of machinery. And all you got to do to register is uh, put your name in the hat. That's all we ask for is your name and a phone number so we can tell you if you won or lost. Or no, not call you if you lost. But uh, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. It's easy to do. During the break, I got a text message from our good friend uh, Charlie Oaks, owner, operator, and uh, knife designer of Oxfords. Uh, some of the best quality knives that you will ever own in your entire life. And he wanted me to give you this little note, Glenn. It says, uh, Glenn, I have 260 Remington ammo at my gun shop. So if you ever need any, <laughs> you, can get it, you can get it there. Well, Charlie would be happy to know I did carry uh, that spring-assisted knife with me to Illinois. Wait, the green one? Yes, I did. I broke it out of the case, and I took it up there because I was going to use it. And whenever it come time, I said, I can't use it. <laughs> It's too pretty. It's too nice. Well, that's you know what. As far but as I, did I know, show it off to several of the guys. As as far as I know, that's the only two uh, knives in existence. So uh, if you look at it this way, if you're going to uh, do that kind of thing, then you have to know that it's going to be uh, a rarity because I think those are the only two green that color knives in existence. Now, what kind of knife? It's the Charlie Oaks uh, switchblade. It's the, mm-hmm. uh, it ain't a switchblade. Spring assisted. Uh, no, it's a switchblade. You push the button well, and it opens. <laughs> you push the button and it opens. Spring assist is where you got to give it a little thumb. You got to actually give it a little boo. All I can say is that rest. I told the guys when you push that button, hang on to it. Yeah, because it'll, it'll go jump quick. right out of your hand. It'll, yeah, it'll flip right out of your hand. So uh, there you go. Uh, Superformance is the ammunition that I was going to talk about uh, from two, from Remington. I mean, uh, from Hornady. Hornady. From Hornady. That's the closest one I could find to the old uh, Hornady Light Mag. That's a bad round. It's right a here. it's a great round, and I know they make Whitetail and all the other stuff like that. And it's, but uh, I hate to say it, but it's like anything else. You're gonna have to spend some money and find out uh, which which uh, ammunition your rifle likes to uh, likes to chew on, because they're all different. And yeah, they, they, and they all and they act are. differently. And I, I think a lot of people don't go, well, it's all the same. Just, gra- just grab me a box of 30 odd sixes and we'll go. And, uh, yeah. and, and 40 all, yards, that's probably okay. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if you're, sh- if you're shooting close range under 50, you're probably, fine. even probably under 100 yards, you're going to be fine. But anything- I've, had, I've had some at 100 yards are significantly different. No, and newsflash, same thing with archery, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Well, we definitely but, know but that. I think it's even worse for archery. changes everything. You yes. would be amazed. I mean, uh, for with archery, you got so many different variables from the from your fletchings to the weight of your shaft to the diameter of it, the way it's weighted to Spine. the planing of the uh, broadhead. Fixed I mean, blade versus mechanical. Oh yeah, it, it gets all. it gets nutty. I mean, I, 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 that's why when you find something that works, you don't really you change. Don't it change. Out. You, get, that, you stick with it. Now that would be an industry where if you find those uh, the shafts that actually work in your bow, and you find out they aren't working, guaranteed you're going to go down and grab about ten, fifteen more of them. Because you got to have them for backup. Got to have them for backup. And, and Swacker came out with a 150 grain uh, crossbow. Yeah, uh, three inch cut. I was like, oh my goodness, that'd be a wicked thing. Wait, three inches wide total, or three yes. inch on each side? No, three inches overall. Oh, that's huge. That's still a huge hole, and that's, that's TV screen measuring. So it's probably going to be way bigger than that. <laughs> so that's. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna buy no, some of them. Uh, another how, inside baseball there for you. How, how how big was the old Buckbusters? 
Oh my gosh! Had three fixed plates and three expandables. I haven't heard that name in a thousand years, man. Uh, <laughs> my brother hit a deer with one of those. <laughs> sniper it, hunting products. Mm. Oh, that's right. It was sniper hunter products that mm-hmm. made that. How long ago was that, dude? That's got to be almost 20 years ago. That no, was, it, it, he shot the deer with it not that long that ago. That was but. the number one turkey broadhead that we yes. sold at the shop for years. Because you had the three fixed blades? Well, no, they take the fixed blades and, off and use but the... I mean, yeah, but I'm saying for for those states that say you have to have some fixed blades, yeah. you had it. And for those who wanted expandables, it's devastating devastating yes until the guillotine came out and then it was all over game over yeah but they the didn't gu- fly with but but the guillotine's great at 10 yards the buckbuster i could still reach out there and whack him at three <laughs> dude that that's a name I, that just threw me back it just made me think about three other different kinds of uh ammo that they don't make anymore does anybody remember bat ammunition <laughs> no you don't remember bat it was b period a period t mm-hmm. bat ammo does that come in a shot? Well, the thing is, is if you put it out today, it would uh, the anti-gunners would probably have a field day with it. Because BAT stood for Blitz Action Trauma. Blitz Action Trauma Bullet. And they don't make it anymore. God, I wish I had a box of that stuff left around. I still have the... Uh, well, I still like have, the Talons I still have a box. I thought of, I had an antique ammo section. I think Braden's got <laughs> no, it. No, yours is older. Mine is that controversial collective stuff. I got the uh, Black Talons and 44 mags still pristine in the box. I wonder what they're worth today. Probably nothing, but you know, at least I have them. Hey, uh, it should be a no-brainer, but just as an alert, uh, hunting season's underway, and everybody's going to be spending some time outside. Uh, do yourself a favor. Don't go out and play with the bats. Don't let them land on you Speaking and lick your bats. fingers and uh, play in your hair or... Uh, let your grandkids play with them. Not that I see it done a lot. They are not pets. But apparently it's something that people do in Utah. Because this gentleman, uh, the news came out this past week that a gentleman, uh, age 55, is the first person to die from rabies since 1944. In that state. In 1944, yeah. And, and he got it from that activity. Uh, apparently they go out in the evening and put their hands out and... The little bats would land in their hands and lick on their fingers, and I don't know if he went in there and started eating potato chips or something, but apparently he got the rabbits, and yeah. it was all over from there. Yeah, and that's one of the things, too, that you really don't think about. When I was a kid, <laughs> uh, seeing bats all the time, and they make nests, and uh, there was a nest of them in a pine tree that had a bunch of moss in it, and, uh, you know, you don't think about it. Uh, there was a story last year, I guess we're a, like a six-year-old kid, picked up a dead um, bat that he'd seen in the yard, you know, not knowing himself being a young kid, and of course contracted it and passed as well. But uh, when you see a story like this one where you just hold your hands out and let the bat land, and I, I didn't know they'd do such as that. But, I, I didn't know that But apparently either. they had him trained. I, I guess so. Well, it cost him his life because – uh, it started off with a neck ache and a headache, and next thing you know, they bring him in there, and the infection got worse, uh, went into his back and everything else, and ended up passing away from it. I did not know this. When I was a kid, you know, you always said, stay away from you know dogs with foamy mouths and all that kind of stuff. You don't know if he's got rabies or not, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, crazy that crazy dog. And I mean, growing up with the cartoons, you'd see some foamy mouth, you know, crazy thing. But the symptoms, I didn't know that they were they would do all these other things. Anxi- insomnia, anxiety, confusion, 
site, per, uh, partial paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, excitement, excitement, hallucinations, agitation, hypersalivation, which would be you know, f- you know slobbering, uh, difficulty swallowing, and fear of water. Death typically occurs within days of the advanced symptoms. I didn't know you'd have fear of water if you're thirsty and salivating. You'd think you'd drink even more water. I don't know, but, but I can say as a kid, I, I don't know how many bats I picked up. I hold them by the wings and just hold them up to show how them many, off. How many, there's a lot of stuff that we could sit here, all of us could say that we <laughs> yeah. did back in the day when we were kids that now they would, somebody would have a just fit. That's why every night when I'm on my knees and I thank the good Lord for letting me have one more day, I don't say just, for, I don't say the words, thanks for saving my life. I say thank you for saving my life many, many, many times. Because if you look back and I tell my kids those stories, they look at me with these eyes like, I can't believe you did that. Where was the say thank you for giving me an immune system? I cannot believe you did that. Can't blame my parents. I was just dumb. Oh, you know, and I said, you know, boys do stupid things. You know, like, I bet you won't jump off of uh, that range. I don't know how many of them dares. I bet you won't jump off that range marker in the middle of Tampa Bay. Let's get over there. (laughs) Splash. And then you find out later, you know, they only move those markers like a foot when they cut them off underwater and they leave the stumps up on the bottom. What? What did they do? Yeah, did, my dad's Did you ever the, jump off the causeway? Uh, off the which causeway? Which causeway? Highway 60. Uh, never did that one, but I did the 83rd Avenue Bridge up until... Uh, and kids, do not do this. <laughs> yeah, We're just telling you the dangers... Again, Big and Wild is not responsible for any crazy and stupid stuff you do that Braden Gunn talks about on the air. I jumped the last time I jumped off the 83rd Avenue Bridge when I hit the when my feet hit the bottom and I opened my eyes up I was looking at a St. Pete Times paper machine. If I'd have jumped a foot out farther I'd have landed right on top of it and there were seven of them on the, at the bottom of it. People pried with, them open, stole the money, and dumped them off the with bridge. With all the shells and barnacles all attached for cutting and laceration. No, we're big and wild. We they gotta take a break. New. They were just there. <laughs> Brought you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Fort. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Woohoo! Dang We're it. almost I got done with hour number two. Digging off the air. Oh, well. But, guys, I got a question for you. I ran into <laughs> one of our good friends. Uh, some of us know him, and some of us don't. But uh, he did tell me that he, he stopped in and seen you there at G5 Feed, Braden, uh, our good friend Kip, uh, one of our participants of the uh, Panfish Tournament that we've been having for the last three or four years up there at Lake Panasofsky. And uh, he asked us if, uh, if we had a date yet. So uh, in front of you is our new Big and Wild calendars that I actually got in this past week and mm. uh, brought them in so you can pass them out to your uh, friends. I got some more, but I didn't bring them with me. They're in my Big and Wild truck. But they start in December. Well, that's December of 2018. And then it kicks over into January 1st, 2019. So I was looking at the calendars that you keep throwing on the floor. So if you get one from Braden, you might have a footprint on it. They fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> How about April seventh? No. Uh, why? Why no. April? Why did you pick April? Well, what day do you want it? It's always in June. I Bill. said June. I said June thirtieth, but he said no. Let's do it near the full moon, man. And I was like, you know what? That's right. We need to do that. Well, so, I you know Jim it. Veal would. Okay. How about June ninth? Negative. No. That's a Sunday. No. Well, we really have no, to June do this live on the air. Saturday. Can't do it on that. Can't do it on Sunday. Sunday, June the ninth. Are you March, looking at a 2018 April, May, calendar or a 19, Bill? May, June. Oh, I don't know. I'm this, in June. This is to, 
Yeah. Yeah. Bill. June 9th is on a Sunday. Bill's looking year. at his iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe if uh, if everything's approved. The, the second Saturday in June. If everything goes well with uh, Jim, I'm thinking maybe June 15th. Well, that's, that's the, the full moon. Uh, that's two days before the full moon. That's two days. Well, no, the full moon's no, on the 16th. I'm glad you got that on this calendar. That's nice. It's on the 16th, the full moon. No, so. full moon's 17th. Right June here, 17th. Dude. Right, no, there, right there. 16th, right there. Look, that's bam, a new boom, moon. That, you're looking at the new moon. The new moon date's right here underneath it. <laughs> this is great for radio. We're yeah. looking at calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Let me put thing. on my better glasses. Maybe if we can get, oh, maybe we can get everybody so on the same page. This would be the first I year. I think we're going to have to sit down with Kelly and Jim Veal and exactly. make sure that they're uh, are cool with it, too. Oh, wait. Now they're texting us now, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, 16th. Well, 17th can't do it. That's a Monday. So it's going to have to be on the 15th, bro. That's what I just said. The That's 17th said. is a full moon. Two days is a 15th. Two days cares about the, full the moon? moon. Oh, what the heck? Let's just make it a three-day tournament. <laughs> or we could do it at the end of the month, which is also Clint, a full moon. I love the pause from Clint on that. <laughs> end of the month is uh, what? The twenty, uh, the twenty second and twenty third. Uh, the second Saturday in June is the eighth. What? Yes, we know that. We what? have the calendar right here. Mm. All right, Robert, I got your text. I'll save you a calendar. <laughs> I'll send it with Bill. <laughs> my gosh man well anyway well hopefully we'll have this discussion off the air and we'll decide on a date and we will let you know immediately when it's going to happen so, yeah i'll get with bill or with jim bill this weekend and uh see if they, him and kelly can put together a date that would be uh work that would work for them up there at the fish camp and uh, we'll just get it out there a little early that way we can have it and start planning on it and getting it out there as soon as we can and then we'll so. have 400 participants well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna try to see if i can't get uh uh, Jovan and some others out there and uh, let him bring a lot of kids up there. I know he's doing a lot of stuff with the inner city kids and things like that. And they probably never experienced something like that. Yeah, it would buddy. be a great opportunity uh, for them to uh, be able to go out and see a lake like that. Because really, uh, I guess we, you know, we talk about it a lot. If you don't know anything about uh, Lake Panasofsky and where we do this thing, I mean, just the fact that you get out there on that beautiful, pristine water, uh, being able to have the ability to see the bottom and see fish and for uh, kids, that's always a great and wonderful thing. So um, I think it's going to be a good time had by all. And I'm going to make sure I keep my dog away from the frogs and stuff this year. So Yeah. Well, you know, Jovan does there. that stuff. with his, He's got a charity group called Cloud9, Cloud9 Outdoors, and he takes them out, does a little hog hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff like that. So being able to go out and go and participate in our panfish would be a really good thing, I think, for those kids. They'd have a great time. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want the fish, as we know, Glenn has his uh, donation bank. It'll be set up there by the donation cleaning, cooler. You mean by the cleaning station, and uh, you know, gladly drop them off right there, and it'll all be taken care of. Yeah, I do have some left over. And now that you got that <laughs> new uh, grill, you can bring that up there, uh, Jonathan, and we can just uh, grill them up this year. Smoke some fish. We can just grill them. We don't have to do anything. Uh, I think he's. Did you he's bring? He's mulling it over. He's mulling it over. Yeah, he's yeah, thinking he's about it because you know uh, our good friends from Nettles. They came out and cooked up all that sausage. You might not have enough room for you, Jonathan. Hmm. There's always room for Nettle <laughs> sausage and Jonathan. Yes, it's always there's a lot. It's of always good with a little competition. Well, we'll see this year. At least we know we've got the month uh, settled down. So we're going to do it in June. We decided it'll be no in April, June. No April at all. No, it'll be in June. Okay. All right. We'll we'll do it in June. 
Yeah, it'll be a good time. June's no, always wait, good. Wait, wait, I don't know if we have time to talk to Nick. It's 8.52. It's, he's going to talk for a long time. Isn't he? Who's that? Can he hang on? Can he see if he can hang on? Okay. What? What? How much time do we have? About five minutes. Yeah. Four minutes. See, four minutes. He can so talk top quick. No, he ain't going to talk that quick. Nick's out. You can, like, you can have him over a break. That's what I just said after the top of the – oh, my gosh. Dude, let's go back to go. calendar talk. That seemed to go a lot smoother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it didn't. Uh, by the way, our good friend Tom Free, he's headed out to his property out in Missouri. So we'll get to see what he got to do. I'm going to have to give him a, give us a call back a little bit later on, uh, hopefully next weekend, and we'll get to hear how things are going in Missouri because he's been working on that land out there for uh, – He's got about a four-year investment. Now, two or three years, yeah. yeah. He's been out there really working hard on it and really hasn't hunted it himself. I know he opened it up last year to some wounded warriors out there, some veterans to come out and, and spend a day before he even took a, a deer off his own property. And uh, he's giving back while he can and uh, go out there and see what he can get this year. He sent me a couple of trail cam pictures of some deer that are wandering around out there. Glenn apparently would have let him walk. I would have. <laughs> but uh, he said, uh, dude, he got this one on there. It was a nice eight point. He's like, this one's going to be hard to say no to this year. And I said, as with always, what do you think another year would give him? And he goes, that's the dilemma. <laughs> do I give him another year or do I get it now? Because the sad part is, is Missouri is a lot like here, that as soon as he crosses the fence. The neighbor might not be so that's uh, right. not forgiving. So, that's a, you just passed. your Kaboom. It's going to be all she wrote. Oh, man. Well, one of the good things about Missouri, though, if you take it and you really don't have room for it, you can donate it to Feed the Hungry program. And as well as this year, Tennessee passed a bill that if you uh, take a deer and you want to donate it to uh, Feed the Food Bank, man, what a great thing to vote that in. Yeah. Well, that's to, a good to thing. To start a program. No, doesn't Al do that stuff down there, too? Doesn't he do some donation mm-hmm. stuff if people ask for it and donate and they'll yep. do the wild yes. game bank? But it's not like on a, a, a ballot to where – the state's funding a certain portion of it to right. pay for the processing fee. Oh, okay. So the state is actually funding the uh, the bill for the processors to process it, their time and their material, and then donate it to a food bank. I tell you, it's a very humbling experience when you're standing there in the line at the uh, at the Mennonites uh, butchering shop there that are doing your processing out in Missouri. And you're standing there, and you got uh, four does and a buck, and you're getting it all processed, and you're like, I'm going to go home with 9,000 pounds of meat. This is going to be awesome. And every guy behind you goes, I got two does. I want to keep one and donate the other one. I want to keep one, donate the other one. I mean, literally 30 guys in a row donated a deer. Said that one deer. And I was just like, well, that's really making me feel bad. Said one deer donation will feed 100 and make 170 mils. I was like, now I feel awful. I'm taking all mine home. Take it home, will you? Uh, we are being a while taking a top so of the break hour. next year. I did do that. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford and Braden's Hungry. Hang on, Nick. <laughs>